Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. The secret to catching prize-worthy fish? Fishing like a local. Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. The valuable knowledge of a local guide can turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day. Go to fishingbooker.com to discover thousands of local fishing charters from all around the world and create your perfect angling adventure with their easy-to-use online booking system. Visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of Yokohama tires. Go to TireRack.com sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. This is the best of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis on Fox Sports Radio. To be honest, I anticipated that today's show would be all about O.J. Simpson being granted parole. One of the guys on the parole board is an Outkick listener, guy in the Kansas City Chiefs uh, tie. I thought we'd maybe have him on, we'd sit around, we'd talk about O.J. getting out, we'd discuss... 20-some-odd years ago, everything that has gone on since that trial. Instead, blockbuster news yesterday evening, 8.30 Eastern time, Ole Miss officially announces that six-year head coach Hugh Freeze, who had $12 million left on his contract, is out. Now, technically, Hugh Freeze resigns, but if he hadn't resigned, he would have been fired for cause, And the reason why he's out, the reason why he's out is calls on his university-issued cell phone to escort services. Oh boy, blockbuster there. Because if you know anything about Hugh Freeze, Hugh Freeze publicly has been a devout Christian. I don't care at all about any of your religious beliefs. I want you guys to be as happy and it's good in your relationship with whichever God you decide you want to support as you can possibly be. But I was raised in the South in a Southern Baptist church, like a lot of you probably who are listening right now, but then a lot of others of you are like, you have no idea what that is like. One of the things that that kind of lifestyle has in spades, in abundance, is a public avowal of your faith. And I have found over the years, consistently, that the people who publicly 
make such a big show of being religious are oftentimes hiding things in their private lives that would otherwise not comport with their religious faith. And I'll give you a quick story about Hugh Freeze, a big country music star that I know pretty well, told me a story about Hugh Freeze a few years ago. He said that he was playing a concert near Oxford and that he got a telephone call. He's a big SEC football fan, like a lot of country music singers are. And he picked up his phone, and it was Ole Miss football coach Hugh Freeze. And Hugh Freeze went on and on about what a fan he and his family were of this artist. And then he said, but I got a question for you. He said, I know there's a curse word that you sing in one of your songs. And he said, I'm going to bring my 13-year-old daughter, and I want to know if you will agree not to sing that curse word during your concert because otherwise I can't bring her to this concert. As soon as I heard that story, I said, my God, this guy is hiding something. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's one thing if you want to be religious. It's another thing in particular if you are so showy about your religion that you feel the need to constantly put it in everybody's face. And with Hugh Freeze, that's what I think he was doing. They said they went back through all of his phone calls to his university-issued cell phone, and it is incredible that this guy was dumb enough, frankly, to be making phone calls to escorts on his university-issued cell phone. I mean, just flat-out unfathomable that he would be that unintelligent about this decision because even if he wanted to continue to call escorts with the money that he made and the prominence that he has, all he needed to do was have a burner phone. All he needed to do was make those phone calls from something other than his university issued cell phone, which is subject to review because he's a state employee and you can review those cell phone records. Now last week, you guys know I was on vacation, but I was in Paris when Houston Nutt filed the lawsuit that ultimately was going to get Hugh Freeze fired. If you don't know anything about that story, Houston Nutt used to be the head coach of Ole Miss. He was fired and replaced by Hugh Freeze. Houston Nutt feels, I think accurately, that Ole Miss tried to blame him for all of the NCAA issues that existed at that university. They started a whisper campaign with media members where Hugh Freeze and his cohorts would call up media members and say, hey, this NCAA investigation that everybody's talking about, it almost all deals with issues that predated my tenure here. It's all Houston nut. Well, the reality was much of the wrongdoing was directly associated with Hugh Freeze, but they got media that they liked to put out the idea that Hugh Freeze and Ole Miss football were not going to be in trouble with these NCAA investigations. As a result, they were able to preserve a top 10 recruiting class in 2016 because everybody was starting to ask questions about why they should go to Ole Miss. They got that top 10 recruiting class registered, signed, 
Last year, they fell apart when the news actually came out. So as a part of that investigation, Hugh Freeze cell phone records started to be examined. And I told you guys last week, if you follow me on Twitter, you can grab me on Twitter at Clay Travis. I wrote a big article up on my website, outkick.com, outkickthecoverage.com, and I said, look, guys, Hugh Freeze is done at Ole Miss. And, of course, immediately, Ole Miss fans came at me and said, you have no idea what you're talking about. You're crazy to even suggest that this might be going on, that Hugh Freeze might be in trouble. I said, just trust me. This lawsuit from Houston Nutt is the tip of the iceberg. It's going to be a disaster for Hugh Freeze before all is said and done. And guess who was right? Hate to brag, but I told you this was going to happen last week, and it happened this week. Now Ole Miss is in an incredibly precarious situation. The season starts in about six weeks, and they have no head football coach. They're going to promote their co-offensive coordinator to interim. I think this situation is eerily similar to what happened at Arkansas a few years ago with Bobby Petrino. If you don't remember the Bobby Petrino news, that was when Bobby Petrino had the motorcycle accident while riding with the 20-something blonde that he was having an affair with that he employed in his office. And ultimately, Bobby Petrino had to sit out a year and then came back, took over at Western Kentucky, and now he's the head coach at Louisville. I believe that Hugh Freeze's coaching career is probably not over. He's a good coach. He's only 47 years old. But he's in a messy situation now. And on a broader scale, I actually feel bad for him. I have empathy for him because he's got a family and because he's got a wife and because those of you who listen to this show on a regular basis know that I also believe that prostitution should be legal. I think that should be between a husband and a wife. If Hugh Freeze feels the need to pay for sex outside of his marriage, that should be a moral issue for he and his wife and his family, not a criminal issue that leads to him being humiliated across the entire nation and losing his multi-million dollar job. That's my personal opinion. I think, and I've said this before, if you have to rank people on the morality scale, I think the fact that taxpayers pay women to be fake prostitutes is to me worse than by far than women who want to make a living selling sex. It's America. We live in a capitalistic society. If two consenting adults, one wants to pay and the other one wants to sell, I think it should be capable to exist, personally. I think our laws are broken there. I mean, think about it. We allow porn. We allow people to be paid to have sex. As long as both people are being paid, it's perfectly fine, and they can make movies, and they can put it out, and everybody can see it. But when one party wants to pay and the other one wants to be paid, that's not allowed? I just don't think it makes sense. I I think it would make sense in our country not to criminalize prostitution. That's my personal belief. I'm a libertarian on a lot of these issues. I don't think we need to be putting people in jail for paying for sex. Because let's be honest, every guy out there in America today is paying for sex somehow. <laughs> I tell y'all, you're like, I don't pay for sex. Oh, yeah? How many dates you take a girl out on? Would you be married if sex didn't exist? Sex drives the country in many ways. It's a commodity. Just like anything else, it should be able to be sold if somebody wants to sell it. Shouldn't have to be trying to argue they can only be given for quote-unquote free. Sex is not and has never been free. 
And every man in America, if you look deep within your soul, you're paying for sex already. 100%. Some women too. Gold diggers out there giving up sex. Millionaires. Uh, 877-996-6369. We will take your calls. What does Ole Miss do next? That's the big question that a lot of people are asking. I don't believe they can get any big-time coach to take over right now. So I believe they will stick with an interim head coach. And they'll do what Arkansas did, except Arkansas brought in an outside coach. If you remember, John L. Smith came in, and things did not go well in his year at Arkansas. I believe Ole Miss will wait, play out this season, have a poor season probably, and then go out on the search search before anybody else, obviously, because they don't have a coach now, and see who they can persuade to take the job. Remember, the benefit that Ole Miss has is that they can pay 4 or $5 million a year. And there are a lot of coaches potentially who could be swayed by that. The downside that Ole Miss has is if you have a good job, if you're Larry Fedora at North Carolina or Jeff Brom at Purdue or you are Justin Fuente at Virginia Tech, all of those guys and more, certainly they'll make a run at Chip Kelly and be rejected. Why would you take a job at Ole Miss when you don't know what the final verdict is going to be on their NCAA probation? Why would you take a job at a school that's under fire right now when there will be lots of schools, probably with open jobs, whether it's Tennessee or Arkansas or Auburn or Texas A&M or Notre Dame or UCLA? All those jobs potentially could come open. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. I want to play this unbelievable phone call that I believe came from Jackson, Mississippi. Last night, one of you guys reached out to me and said, you have to hear this. I retweeted it. This is a real call from a real Ole Miss fan into a Jackson, Mississippi television station that happened last night. Listen to this. I have a comment about the uh, resignation of Euphrates. If he had been caught during a homosexual act, there would be lawsuits on uh, Ole Miss so deep that they'd never wait out of it. But you uh, force him to resign on a uh, natural act, uh, acting as God intended. And uh, it, it's super discrimination. Bang. Dropping the knowledge there. Ole Miss fans. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. If he hadn't been caught doing a natural act, I, I, I don't even understand. Uh, if he had been caught having gay sex, that would have been totally different. That's maybe the one scandal we haven't had in the SEC yet is a head coach turning out to be gay. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. I said I was watching Paw Patrol last night with my two-year-old when the news suddenly blew up about Hugh Freeze out at Ole Miss. Uh, Let's bring in the crew. Jason Martin, I mean, you probably also knew this was likely to happen, but still to have it happen this quickly and immediately have it connected to escorts, this is a precipitous fall for any college coach anywhere, but to me, the only analogy that possibly applies in recent history is this is Petrino-esque. Very Petrino-esque, uh, and another very powerful figure in the Southeastern Conference that just could not keep himself under control. 
and it expands obviously past the escort thing into other areas. Uh, this guy has been ready to fall for a long time, as far as I'm concerned. This did not come as a gigantic surprise to me as it didn't to you, as you've written about for months, and as we talked about last week on the show in your stead when you were overseas. It was just how fast this was actually going to go down, and I don't think anybody saw the escorts thing coming. And I thought Petrino, and I also thought Patino for a second at least, just because of the tie-in. But overall, this is just a guy who doesn't really deserve our respect at this point because uh, – go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I mean, to me what Hugh Freeze represents is there are a lot of things we will forgive in American life, right? Because all of us are imperfect. Everybody in all 50 states right now driving into work or finishing work, shift work, myself, Jason Martin, the crew in L.A., every single one of us is imperfect, right? We all have substantial flaws in our life and people will forgive your flaws, right? In fact, many times people love you for your flaws or in spite of your flaws, right? It's what makes us human. What I think in this day and age people will not respect and accept is hypocrisy. You know, the reason why Bill Clinton kept his job despite the fact that he got serviced, we'll say, cuz I always get in trouble with what I can say, by Monica Lewinsky in the Oval Office was because people expected on some level that that might happen with Bill Clinton, right? Bill Clinton never held himself out as a holier-than-thou person. He acknowledged that he was incredibly flawed. We knew that his relationship with Hillary Clinton was not a steadfast and faithful one. George W. Bush would have, I believe, probably lost his job if he had done what Bill Clinton did. It's all about expectations, and the thing that we will not accept— I think in this country is a hypocrite, right? It's one thing if you say, look, and I say it all the time, I'm far from perfect, right? I think the great example that I like to use is Charles Barkley. Charles Barkley got pulled over driving drunk while going to get serviced by a woman that was not his wife. In the police report, they asked him, where are you going, Charles? And he said, I'm going to this woman's house because she gives the best Mm-hmm. of anybody in Scottsdale, Arizona. You know what happened to Charles Barkley? He missed one day of work, and nobody even cared. You know why? Because that's exactly what we would expect Charles Barkley to do, and he's not hiding from his flaws. Hugh Freeze, to me, is totally different because he built himself up as somebody who was holier than thou, right? Like, like Lance Armstrong. Pitch. I mean, that's like, it's, it's, it's like that argument. I mean, the to, whole to thing is like, look, the, the cover-up is worse than the crime. Almost always, we hate a liar much more than we hate a crime, because that is basically that you looking at me in the face and telling me that you're not what I what you end up being. That destroys your credibility. It destroys your integrity, and that's the one thing that you can't get back once it's gone most of the time. So for Hugh Freeze to play the God complex and act like he was on top of all of this and that everything was wronged and all this kind of stuff, and then he goes down. I mean, really, like, as you kind of laid it out there, Lance Armstrong's what came to mind because he was the ultimate hypocrite for such a long period of time and even pointed the finger at his colleagues and other people in the sport, and then it turns out he was dirtier than all of them, just just as we expected that he was and just as they said that he was. He tried to take the entire sport down rather than give in. So that's why it's hard for us to let that go. But Hugh Freeze is basically the exact same way. If he had just come out and admitted to it, he would have a chance at reclamation. He would have a chance at rehabilitation in the public sphere, not just in his private life. But because of the way this goes down, 
it's going to be much more difficult for him to scale Everest to get back any kind of the respect that he had before yesterday. I actually think he'll be fine. I mean, and now that's like I know probably for Hugh Freeze, like this is a I, I can't you know personally devastating moment. I feel bad for his family. You know, as a guy with kids, like anytime somebody in the public eye has to face a humiliation like this. But I think that what Hugh Freeze has to do is the same thing that what Bobby Petrino did. First of all, he's got to work on his family, right? I mean, before he ever goes back and tries to figure out his professional career, he should have plenty of money uh, based on the several years that he coached at Ole Miss. And most of his life, if you read Hugh Freeze's biography, he did not have very much money. So what does his wife say? Uh, His kids, you know, he has to rebuild relationships and trust with them. And then I think he can one day be a football coach again. But we've got to wait and see what's going to happen. The, the, the complicating factor that Hugh Freeze had that Bobby Petrino did not have is the NCAA investigation and the punishments that are still out there. Because I think he was going to get a show cause regardless because the NCAA wants to send a message that the head coach can't claim he just didn't know. And I think in a situation like this, as egregious as what Ole Miss was involved in, um, that, you know, the aw shucks, golly gee, I'm a huge religious guy. I run this program like I'm Jesus himself. That's not going to fly with the NCAA. Again, I'm always suspicious of people who wear their religion on their sleeve as aggressively as Hugh Freeze did, because regardless of whether you're uh, a, a Christian, a Muslim, a Jew, or totally uninterested in religion yourself, if you are trying to advocate for your beliefs that aggressively, I feel like you in some way are hiding something, and Hugh Freeze is the latest guy to get caught in that hypocritical web. Now, nobody's perfect. I'm sure Hugh Freeze will say that uh, that this is uh, this is his opportunity now to have a closer relationship with God. He'll probably embrace religion even more aggressively because we've seen this kind of situation happen again and again. It's almost like Billy Swaggart back in the day, or Jimmy Swaggart, sorry, uh, coming out and, and apologizing for, for sinning when you get caught tearfully. Uh, all those things, I think that you follow the Bobby Petrino method. Look at what happened with Steve Sarkeesian. He can coach again. His career is not over. We do have short memories. That works in Hugh Freeze's favor. But what an ugly situation for him. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. Joined now by Alex Marvez. You can follow him on Twitter at Alex Marvez. He's a gator. We don't hold it up against him all the time, at least. He's sitting there in his jean shorts, I'm sure, right now. Alex, you pay attention to SEC football as a result of your Florida Gator fandom. The Hugh Freeze news, did it surprise you? Did it blow you up? Like, uh, It's amazing how quickly somebody's career can unravel in particular in the Southeastern Conference when it comes to football, isn't it? Absolutely. Mike Price came immediately to mind, as we know, the former Alabama coach who decided to have too good a time back in the day and uh, ended up going for some adult entertainment and uh, got fired uh, before he even really got started uh, coming over from Washington State. And, Clay, kudos to you for predicting this news about a week out uh, when you heard about the Houston Nuts situation. And I know that that number looked familiar to you when you were reviewing the phone records. <laughs> oh, wait, I'm not supposed to talk about that on the air. But When you have, no, as, it's a, when you have it's, as deep you know, a relationship with hookers as I do, you know, you recognize those numbers instantaneously. I'm like, oh, he's. Well, I know all about – you're in Florida. I know about the Florida hooker uh, situation. So I was like, he's done. Absolutely. Well, you know the thing, though, is that the culture at Ole Miss is just terrible. It is terrible, Clay. I mean, you know, and, and the whole thing is the, the pressure to win there. And you got guys coming in. What, what are guys coming in from Chicago to Ole Miss? Think about yeah. this recruiting base that's going on there. But you know what? This, you know, when they fired David Cutcliffe, I think that's really when you, when you know – and you knew – because he wasn't recruiting 10-star guys and he wasn't cheating. 
You know, that's the thing. You know, Cutcliffe was going to get the, the Omens program to basically where it is, which is a middle to upper, slightly upper tier type of program. I just don't think it can be more than that, just simply because the state isn't big enough when it comes to recruiting. It's just too, it's just too difficult to win a national championship there unless you bend the rules a little bit. That's, that's my take on it. Yeah, you know, I said this before. I mean, I, I love Oxford, Mississippi. I think it's a really cool town. If you've ever been to a game there, the Grove is tough to beat. Ole Miss is a great college town in general. Uh, but I think everybody who was paying attention to this story at all knew that there were a lot of dirty shenanigans going on at Ole Miss. And I mean even more so than typically exists. I mean, it's like uh, the analogy easy to draw. Like uh, It's easy. It's one thing to drive 85 miles an hour when the speed limit is 70. Ole Miss was going 125, right? And at some point... <laughs> Like, you flip your car, and that's effectively, to me, what happened with Ole Miss football is they were driving at a different speed, even in an SEC where everybody's speeding a little bit, and uh, ultimately it caught them. All right, so let's let's shift gear. Speaking of ultimately it caught them and driving at a different speed, O.J. Simpson now out on parole as early as October 1st, I believe, you, have, I'm sure, have spent a lot of time covering and talking about O.J. over the years. Did you watch the parole hearing uh, yesterday? I, I didn't because I figure he'll be hired by Fox soon enough. So <laughs> I'm going to get plenty of O.J. at some point. I'm sure there's some sort of morning programming that they can put him on. I'm afraid and, you know, O.J. So, says he's going to get into the Internet business. And I was like, man, what if they fire me to hire O.J. on Fox Sports Radio? That would be a hell of a You know move. what? Don't. Don't be giving any ideas over there. Let me just put it like that at this point. Um, but, but nonetheless, when it, when it comes to O.J. Simpson, I did not watch it. And, play. you know the reason is I don't want to give this guy a second of my time because he's such a dirtbag. I mean, this is a lousy human being. He was involved. I mean, whatever the courts say is fine, but the civil suit proves this guy was involved in the murder of someone. And we celebrate Double murder. Him. Yeah, he killed yeah, two people. Yeah, I mean, you think about that, right? I mean, think about this. The guy was involved in this, and, and living in South Florida, you know, the guy lived about 15, 20 minutes from my house back in the day, and, you know, he was someone that, that was such a celebrity, and I literally mean celebrity. It's like people, this guy couldn't pay for golf. He couldn't pay for a meal because people wanted to be close to O.J. Simpson. They wanted to take photos with him. They wanted Even to after the murders. Yeah, no, it, it, I think it enhanced his image, to oh. be honest with you. I think at that point, who cared about O.J. Simpson before? I mean, he was Norberg. To me, from Police Squad, right? I mean, that's where O.J. Simpson was at. That's what I, that's what I associated with O.J. Simpson at that point in his life. Norberg couldn't have killed those two people. Oh, wait, he was running around with a fake knife on the set of the program, but, of the movie. But, but you see what I'm saying? Like, this, is, this enhanced his celebrity, and he became so full of himself, again, thinking he's above the law. Him and his buddies breaking into that thing in Vegas to steal back their memorabilia? Are you kidding me? I didn't want to give this guy a second of my time, but it was disgusting. I mean, the parole board yucking it up with this guy, and, and uh, some, some clown wearing a chief's tie. I mean, I, I just I couldn't do it. I, just, I let it go. I just figured again. I'll see him on Fox soon enough. When, by the way, the, the guy wearing the Chiefs tie, big Outkick fan, tried to get him to come on the show. So we appreciate uh, the fact that Outkick was represented nice. in the in, in the uh, in the Woo-hoo. parole board hearing there. Uh, yeah. So um, Alex, when you look at uh, at the at the OJ case in general, um, like w- what's fascinating about it is uh, so many different levels of uh, of the of the way that story broke down. What was remarkable to me about O.J.'s parole hearing was how he legitimately said with a straight face, I've never been a guy who was involved in conflict. Like, he committed a double murder, and he was, like, the police were called to his house over and over again over domestic violence incidents. Like, he literally has definitely lived 
despite what he said, he said he lived a conflict-free life. I mean, it's amazing like to even think about the degree well, I mean, of just, delusion that guy has. Absolutely. But that isn't taking place in our country right now, Clay. So what, you know, from up yeah. on high on down. So what, you know, but I, I, I'm, I mean, listen, and, and the thing is that he ultimately gets free. That, that's the, the remarkable part about And comes this. back to your state. You know, of course he is. We want him. We'll have a parade. This is O.J. Of course, we'll be thrilled to take O.J. He fits in perfectly with the Florida culture, no question about it. Next thing you know, he'll walk out of his house and start shooting out tires of the people who've come over to fix his stuff, like that guy in Hialeah the other day. Did you see this? AT&T truck parked in front of his house. I did see that I was story. upset. It was taking so long. He just shot out the guy's tires. That's how it is. We had a AAA guy down in Miami goes to help somebody. They kill him, too. I mean, this is, this is Florida. See it like a native. That was our old, uh, our old expression. Yeah, in more ways than one. I'm a property holder now in Florida. I just bought a place down on the beach there, so uh, now I'm terrified right. of what's going to happen. Yeah, I've joined the I've joined the crew. I'm a Florida man now. All right, so uh, let's talk quickly <laughs> about uh, Kirk Cousins. Um, yes. Kirk Cousins, to me, story kind of got snowed under because of all the other uh, aspects. To me, it's one of the most fascinating stories in a larger context of the NFL for a while because Kirk Cousins is going to be a free agent, and we're actually going to see what's a top 12, 13 caliber quarterback worth on the open market in the NFL. What do you think about the Kirk Cousins situation in general? Who do you make as the favorites to potentially sign him? And how much money can he make? Because other than Drew Brees and Peyton Manning, who were both injured, we've never really seen an NFL quarterback at the peak of his abilities hit the free agent market and be able to market himself and see what he's worth. Right, and I think we're going to be looking at about $29, $30 million a year if he does hit that market. I think it's where it's going to be at. I mean, you know, again, at at some point a team has to realize, okay, how much are we going to be able to have this guy and still build a team around him? And and that's an important thing as well. But let me tell you this, Clay. I I am going to be writing this for SportingNews.com. I don't think Kirk Cousins is going anywhere in 2018. I'm not joking. You know why? Because you got Dan Snyder running this team. And that's the one thing that has been the most underplayed aspect of this whole thing is crazy owner. It's like, you know, you look at what happened with Jerry Richardson this week, firing an outstanding GM and Dave Gettleman. You look at, at Clark Hunt last month firing John Dorsey for whatever reason after all these moves are made in Kansas City. And you know what? You know what, what Dan Snyder tells those guys? Hold my beer, basically. Because this guy <laughs> does things that aren't, aren't rational. And listen, do you think that Dan Snyder's going to be embarrassed by letting a quarterback walk out the door? I mean, this is someone that sells recycled peanuts, okay? He, he doesn't, this, this, there's no rhyme or reason to Dan Snyder except for that ego. And that's why, you know, remember he played fantasy football before. No joke, I think a transition tag's going on Kirk Cousins, and I would not be surprised if the Redskins match it and the guy cuts off his nose to spite his face. The guy signs an offer sheet and he says, that's fine. We'll match it, and we'll just go short at other positions. I really believe that just because of Dan Snyder's history. There's nothing that says that he's going to let this guy walk out the door based upon everything that he's done. Really, I mean this so strongly with Dan Snyder. He, did, he would be embarrassed if he let Kirk Cousins go, and I think the ego is just too strong. Remember, you've got people clamoring to change this team's nickname because it offends so many people, and he doesn't care. This is Dan Snyder. I mean, this is the world it is. I, I'm telling you, I would not. I am. I really, truly believe in my heart. Kirk Cousins will be back with the Redskins next season. Wow, good stuff, Alex. Uh, good luck surviving in Florida. Uh, it's always dangerous. <laughs> Appreciate it. <laughs> no problem. Be good, Clay. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick the coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific.
Ladies and gentlemen. I'm just glad I was there. Boys and girls. I thought he thought I was like this ginormous piece of chicken. Dying times here. This is Animal Thunderdome. I want to start here with an animal standing up for a human. This is an amazing story. Have you guys heard about this? A jury has convicted a Western Michigan woman of first-degree murder in the shooting death of her husband in a crime apparently witnessed by the man's pet parrot. The Nuego, this is a real story. The Nuego County jury deliberated eight hours before finding a 49-year-old woman guilty of killing her 46-year-old husband. He was shot five times in May of 2015. And this is amazing. His ex-wife said after the slaying, the pet parrot, the but <laughs> the pet parrot's name is Bud. He repeated, Don't effing shoot in the man's voice. And the parrot was used as a witness at the trial to convict the woman of murder. Now we go after animals a lot, but this parrot is a true hero. This is a real story. I'm not making this up. The parrot would repeat, don't effing shoot in the voice of the man who was shot. The parrot witnessed the crime, and he testified, and the woman was convicted of murder. How unbelievable is that? That's a real story. All right, Jason Martin, what you got? I'm sure you got nothing. But anyway, animals standing up for humans there. Can you believe that's a real story? Yeah, I mean, occasionally you, that you happens. You believe, like, you're just like, oh, yeah, I totally expect a parrot to testify at trial that he witnessed a murder. You cannot respond to the question, <laughs> if you believe that's that a real story. I've seen that done on TV before. You've seen it done on TV. There's lots of stuff done on TV. I'm kidding. You can't tell I, I, me that yes. parrots are regularly testifying in murder trials. I just uh, asked you're Jason the one Martin, with the lawyer you believe, I don't own a lawyer Can hat. you believe this story? And he's like, yeah, I totally see that. I was well, just yeah, thinking the other day, why wouldn't it, a parrot Clay? testify what, in a murder uh, trial? Are you on the onion.com? I mean, you you just read the story. Of course I believe it. No, you, the, the answer to do you believe that a parrot just testified in a murder trial is always no. No, I can't believe that. You were <laughs> I like, pushed yeah, on 37. Totally I don't answer the in way fact, you expect. just the other day, I was expecting for a parakeet to, to testify in the Jeffrey Dahmer trial. I'd like to cross-examine this parrot. I mean... I thought, Clay, with birds that can talk, doesn't there need to be a lot of repetition? I thought so. I thought so. And I, I, I would like to see the cross-examination of the parrot take place. Unfortunately, the parrot only knows a few words, so I don't think that he's going to respond very well. I don't know. you got to have to ask the jury. The jury decided they believed the parrot. Trustworthy parrot. Not the Hugh Freeze of parrots. This was like the Mahatma Gandhi of parrots, evidently. <laughs> All right, what else we got? Jason Martin's just like, oh, yeah, parrots. They're always testifying in murder trials. You know, just Dang. the other day. Just Dang. the other day, an owl Just the other day, an owl put a guy away for life. I mean, you know, it happens. <laughs> Danny, you need to make sure your uh, girlfriend is not near the radio right now because we have a monkey story. Uh, I heard there was monkey monkeys. controversy oh, while God, I was gone. Was, it was fantastic. Two monkeys spotted Monday in New Delhi, India. In the A block of the 28th floor Civic Center, which is a government building, caused chaos. They didn't bite anyone. Eventually, they were chased away. But people were closing their doors, jumping on desks, calling this scary. And the person in charge of the building blamed security staff, said the monkeys made it past the staff at the building's main gate. And no one else spotted the primates coming into the building. Maybe they slipped in through a third floor window. The security staff might not actually be able to keep the job. But the bigger point here is... It goes back to the idea of why is it that so many people apparently are not really cool with monkeys 
and Robert, our producer, had the answer. The best thing has ever been said on this show. He said, hands change everything. They have hands. Don't judge me. And that's me. the case. Monkeys have hands. It nullifies every advantage that you have. It's almost like you're looking at a human, but one that you can't control. But they and don't like have said, opposable they thumbs. They just have hands. The thumb is the key. The 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 like the king of the hand Chimp, family do, don't they? is the thumb. I don't think chump chimps have thumbs. I think we're the only people with opposable up. thumbs. That changes everything. I am a monkey fan. The, if you hold up your hand right in front of you right now, the thumb clearly the king of the of the finger Very family. True. If you had to give up a finger, the thumb should be the last one you give up. That's why you cut the pinky off first when you're trying to torture. By the way, did you say twenty eighth floor? Yes. How did they get to the 28th floor? That's a good question. I don't know. They took the elevator, Clay. That's the first thing that I think of, is not only did the security fall apart, but somehow the monkeys got all the way to the 28th floor. I think this was, look, I think this was an inside job. And they got in on the second floor. So that means they went up 26 floors. That's what I'm saying. Somebody carried them up. Somebody, this is an inside job. I'm not an expert on monkeys, and I'm certainly not an expert on New Delhi monkeys, but I'm telling you right now, I can read the tea leaves, and that monkey is an inside job. Those monkeys got led up to the 28th floor. Somebody's trying to make a, make a point. Hashtag I don't know who. change. I don't know who, but somebody's trying to make a point. That's Animal Thunderdome. We ran out of time. Just two stories. Major, major confession I have to make here. I got something totally wrong. Do we have a Clay got it wrong sound? Any sound that you guys would suggest in L.A.? Yeah, we need something better than the buzzer, but this is, uh, this is major breaking news. Uh, Justin, you were the first one to recognize that I got something wrong. I'll bring you in. Give the breaking news sounder. Doesn't happen very often. Wrong. Yeah, we don't we don't have anything for that because, uh, well, basically I'm, I'm flawless. Well, no, so you're, you're, no, you're wrong. wrong. You're wrong so often it would just you know clutter up the airwaves. <laughs> what was I wrong about in the last segment? All right, uh, all great apes have opposable thumbs. So I said that monkey that monkeys Told didn't you. have opposable thumbs. I thought that the humans were the only people with opposable. I thought that's what made us different than the great apes was that we had a thumb and they didn't. But I was wrong. They have thumbs. Yes, and apparently old world monkeys also have opposable thumbs. Whatever whatever that means. I don't know what an old world monkey we is. Is that like that one though, that hasn't come to... over to the new world yet? Like they haven't gotten on the ships. <laughs> <laughs> stop! Just stop, please. Just, wow. just stop right where you are. No, no, like but old seriously, world, like monkeys throw things to throw old things. World you have to be able to grasp them. Are like old world is Europe, right? When you're in Europe, it's the old world, and then there's the new world. So is, old it, world monkeys would be people who haven't come over to the new world yet. It says the old world monkeys are native to Africa and Asia today. But so isn't all aren't all monkeys native to Africa and Asia? Like what new world monkeys are there? No, there are some. Um, are there monkeys the, in the, like the story other from parts last of the week. world? There are rhesus yeah. monkey colonies here. In yeah, America but they come. But they have come over. Is what I'm saying. Like, are there monkeys well, yeah, they, in like yes. Latin America? I mean, like, I they don't, don't have know. monkeys in Brazil, do they? Do they? Yeah, they maybe they do. Do they? Uh, we're gonna have to research it. Like, I didn't come here for zoology. I, I'm gonna be honest with you. I have, I've been working under the assumption that monkeys only exist on the other continents. Right? Am I wrong? There Could are. Have, I know. I know that like there are like monkeys in zoos and stuff here. But are there living monkeys in, like, Latin America? Yes, there are definitely monkeys in Brazil. So how did Brazil get them? So they brought them over? Uh, the black-capped squirrel monkey is... Is it native, native to Brazil? Or there they are no monkeys over? native to North America, but there are to 
South America and others is what I'm looking at right now. So the monkeys that are now taking over in Florida, right? Because you guys, like I saw some of the links that you guys were sharing. Like there's monkeys terrorizing people all over the state of Florida now, right? The backyards and everything else. In theory, can those monkeys just spread and take over America too? I don't know. I mean, if you if you read the, if you read that story and you see that fifty rhesus monkeys at a time appear to be organized and aggressive as they went to this deer feeder in this on this person's lawn, I mean, yeah, they could they could probably seemingly take over. Look, Clay, we were warned about this back in the nineteen seventies with Charlton yes. Heston, and we were just reminded <laughs> so about it this past weekend. Life. It's a real life planet of the apes. Like, I mean, I mean I'm not kidding. Like, I, I, I totally missed the, missed the fact that we had monkeys in South America. Like, I just totally missed that. I, I, I haven't been paying attention, I guess. Is it only Brazil that has monkeys? Or like now, Chile now, listen, now. and like New Venezuela World, and look, everybody look, new, else? New world monkeys in South America. Old world monkeys in Africa. The individuals whose descendants would then become new school monkeys are currently conjectured to have migrated to South America either on a raft wow. of vegetation or via a land bridge, either across the Atlantic Ocean from Africa or across the Caribbean from North America. Wait a minute. Well, so there's no monkeys that I'm aware of in the Caribbean because I lived there. But I want to stop for a minute here. There is a theory that monkeys came on a vegetative raft, raft of all vegetation. the way across the ocean. That seems like the worst theory of all time. All right, I'm just, I'm just going to throw that out there. There had to have been a land bridge or some human had to bring a monkey to South America because there's no way this is the this is the most brilliant think about this. Could have been there a spaceship. Are scientists, there are scientists making hundreds of millions of dollars coming up with theories about like all these different things. And the best theory that a scientist could come up with for how monkeys got to South America, read that theory to me again. Well, the deal was the – well, I looked up oceanic dispersal after this, after you said that, and it talks about how terrestrial organisms transfer from one landmass to another by way of a sea crossing, often encouraging via large rafts of floating vegetation, such as are sometimes seen floating down major rivers in the tropics and washing out to sea occasionally with animals trapped on them. All right, dispersal so, via is such a, a raft is a, is a bad, This is a bad theory. Of all the ways that they could think of for animals to get from one continent to another, they sit around and they're like, well, it just must be a big float that that monkeys ended up on, and then they floated all the way across the ocean, landed in Brazil, and then ended up in Brazil. Here's a theory. Colonization of groups of islands can occur by an iterative rafting process, sometimes called island hopping. Such a process appears to have played a role in the colonization of the Caribbean, by mammals of South American origin, including caviomorphs and monkeys. And I will say this. You said you never saw them in the Caribbean. That doesn't necessarily mean they doesn't they don't exist just because you didn't see one. Like, there don't might be think, one in the state of Tennessee. Think, I just haven't seen it. Don't you think it would have been a big deal if there had been monkeys on the islands that I lived on? Like, people would have said, hey, there are monkeys here. There are no monkeys in the United States of Virgin Islands or the British Virgin Islands or any other Caribbean island, and that includes several, that I went to. That would have been a big deal. There aren't monkeys in Puerto Rico. Like, I'm not going to miss a monkey. Like, they make a big deal if you've ever been to Puerto Rico. They talk about the damn parrot that exists in Puerto Rico in the, in the rainforest there all the time. I think they also would have said, and oh, by the way, we have monkeys here too. That's a big deal. I've never been anywhere in the world where monkeys could live other than Florida. Here you and go. On the, and the monkeys are not native to Florida. What's 2016. That? On the Caribbean island of St. Kitts, alcoholic monkeys roam the beaches waiting for vacationers to leave their drinks. There are stories all over the place of drunk monkeys who steal people's drinks when they walk away 
uh, from the whatever it is, wherever they are on the beaches. That's in St. Kitts. They say 15% of these monkeys drink regularly, according <laughs> to a study in 2016. Why, wouldn't, why would only 15% drink regularly? Once you got a taste of alcohol, if you were a monkey, wouldn't you drink all the time? Yeah, but that would still that would still be you. You would still already be in the same percent. Like you may not be telling anybody else. You might not be telling your boys because you want all the alcohol to yourself. Also, you would know this, I guess. Nevis is that the name of this? Uh, Nevis yeah. is another place in the, in the Caribbean, one of very few Caribbean islands which have a large population of wild monkeys. They're called African green vervet monkeys that also live on the aforementioned Saint Kitts and on Barbados. First brought to the islands as pets that's, in the that 17th or sense. 18th century. Okay. They were, if they come, okay. That's what I'm saying. If they come as pets, if people are like, oh, I've got one, and they bring them on a ship, and they get loose on the island, then I can totally understand why they exist. That theory I buy into. I don't buy into the theory that a bunch of monkeys <laughs> are like just hanging out on the beach, and then the next moment they end up on a vegetative raft, and they go all the way across the entire Atlantic Ocean, surviving on that, on that vegetative raft, and then they end up in Brazil. I'm not Estimates, buying that theory. Estimates of thousands of monkeys on Nevis that live in troops or tribes, 20 to 70 of all different ages in each tribe, Four Seasons Golf Course. I don't know if you're familiar with it. There are monkeys all over that place all the time. Apparently, they also like gardens, farms, and fruit trees, and you can find them all over these places in the Caribbean. I have more on the, the vegetation raft theory. This is, this is from the Smithsonian. The Smithsonian has something on the vegetative yes. raft theory? This is yes. the worst. This is like, <laughs> if you told me, like everybody who believes in the vegetative raft theory, I don't know who they are, but every one of them should have their doctorate stripped <laughs> right now. Like, I don't even know what they did to get their doctorate. I don't care what their thesis was. If you believe in a vegetative raft theory, if you believe that's how monkeys got to a different country than a different world, then you just need to have your doctorate taken away immediately. <laughs> it it says that it was originally thought that four million years ago when the tectonic plates underlying North and South America crashed into each other, creating the Isthmus of Panama, that's when the monkeys crossed over. Yeah, land bridge. Yeah, that's what it was originally I buy thought. I buy but, the land bridge idea. But seven teeth found in Panama suggest that the primates headed north much earlier and that they crossed hundred across uh, hundred miles of ocean to reach their new world. And since it's unlikely that the little primates swam to Panama, it's believed that they must have floated over, perhaps on a mat of vegetation. Yeah, bad theory. Bad theory. I'm not going to – the seven teeth uh, they found yeah. are the exception here. So they they came on, on the land They would have floated on their back. That doesn't make any sense. The monkeys, they would have gotten eaten by sharks. I mean, I, there's no way that the sharks let the monkeys come across. This is just a, it's a brutal theory. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Okay, I'm told these are amazing. I'm told these are incredible. It is your voicemail calls to our show as collated by Jason Martin. I want to say kudos to the Klan for being so progressive and allowing a homosexual like Clay in their organization. Also, kudos to Clay's wife. She must have endured a lot of gay porn for him to be able to uh, father three children, age nine, six, and two. Very good. I'm impressed. Very well done. Clay Travis, this is Kyrie and OK City. Are you f-ing kidding me? You got a motherfucking nanny? All that money you got? Your wife? Y'all can't raise your own motherfucking kids like the rest of us? Come on, man. A nanny, bro? Get the f*** out of here, man. What the f***? You know why I have a nanny? Because I can afford a nanny. If you have the money for a nanny and you don't pay for one, you're wasting your life. Our nanny, Katie, is the best money I spend. 
Not lying. Best money I spend. If you got a wife and you got money and you can afford a nanny, you get yourself a damn nanny, your life's going to be a thousand percent better. Just telling you. See, Kurt Warner, Donovan McNabb, Russell Wilson, Matt Ryan, four to five quarterbacks, Tom Brady defeated. Your boy Peyton Manning defeated Rex Grossman when he was at the top of his game. That's pathetic, dude. And please, stop calling your mother, half-sister, aunt, your nanny, your broke ass. (laughs) My nanny is so controversial. How about the range (laughs) on that call? Going from ripping my opinion that Peyton Manning's the equivalent of Tom Brady to just going after my nanny. Like, just going after her. Wow. Didn't know it was so controversial to have a nanny. Hey, Clay. First off, nobody who cries themselves to sleep because Al Gore didn't win is a pussy willow. You always want to sit there and talk about how you're not a racist because you voted for Barack Obama. You're a moron. That's the stupidest f***ing thing I've ever heard in my mother f***ing life. What if a black man said, I'm not a racist because I voted for George Bush, or I'm not a sexist because I voted for Hillary Clinton? Stop it. You're a f***ing idiot, and it makes no sense. Any white man who says, I am not a racist because I voted for Barack Obama, is a racist because you you just exemplified why you're not a racist because you voted for a black person? Come on. Don't be stupid. All right. Now, you obviously have not watched all the Cars movies, okay? I don't agree with all the Disney propaganda that you liberals love to propagate, but if you watch the first Cars movie, he was selfless. He was selfless. He wanted the 43 car to win the race, right? We saw it. Cars 2 was Nobody cares about Cars 2. Cars 3 was pretty much the same thing as Cars 1. He wanted the old-timer to win Cars 1. Come on, the 43. He could not have the old-timer go out like that. So he stopped, and he let the stupid green car win, and he pulled back up, and he helped the 43 win. In Cars 3, the same thing. The girl, she felt like she was supportive of the boys and blah, 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 blah. So he felt, what, what, what's the word I'm looking for, Clay? He felt empathetic, stupid. Empathetic. Look it up. You don't know what it means, bitch, because you're not empathetic. You're just a fucking rich lawyer, bitch, who thinks, oh, my God, I'm fucking God. You don't have a fucking daughter. Oh, you might. Just because you have a vagina doesn't mean you have a fucking vagina. But, you know. Clay Travis, it, 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 it's, it's, gray, it's, gray, it's gay grab S is what it is. You need, <laughs> you need to grow some empathy. It's very simple. The girl felt insubordinate to the boys, which is life. So he was like, dude, I helped the old timer in Cars 1. I made Cars 2, which was a mistake because it sucked. And then in Cars 3, he was like, I'm going to help the girl like I did in the first one. You didn't bitch about the first one. He helped the old guy. You're the old guy now. Because you're 38, you're stupid. So he wanted to help the girl out. So get a grip. It's all good. I got to go to bed. I will call back, bitches. I own your ass. 
tell me there's ever been a better sports talk radio show nationwide than this one. If you're even arguing that, you're a damn liar. I hate you, Bruce Callis. If you're an arrogant thinky you know it all, never wrong. I bet when you're a lawyer, you watch every freaking case, and I hate your guts. Bye. Hey, I hate you, Clay Travis, because you can't shut the hell up and quit teasing stuff. Why don't you quit yapping about random freaking uh, anecdotes and get to the damn you've been teasing. I've been on the road for an hour. Now I'm pulling into work. I don't even get to hear the damn story that I want to hear. I live in California, and thanks a lot. You gave me absolutely no info this morning. Hey, what's up, baby? Parker said Pistol Pete calling in. Man. So he's saying Clay is saying Gay Clay is saying that this kid rap song is going to be remembered in 20 years. First of all, the kid rock song in question samples Leonard Skinner's Sweet Home Alabama. So when you hear that, you're immediately going to think Sweet Home Alabama in the first place. What an idiot for Gay Clay. And I, I say Gay Clay, but I ain't no homophobic because I ain't scared of home. You know what I'm saying? But he's not gay in a sense of I don't like gay people. Like, ooh, that guy might accidentally, you know, when I pass out, put my gigantic thunder penis in He's not gay like that. He's gay like gay. He's a bundle of sticks gay is what I'm trying to get at. Percocet Pistol Pete, though, you know, just letting y'all know what's going on. The Kid Rock song, the terrible Kid Rock song, is actually sampling Leonard Skinner's Sweet Home Alabama, so you can't have the same guitar riff in a song that's going to be classic. It might be classic in 20 years to Gay Clay, because he's going to remember that night in the Upper Peninsula where he, you know, got his first... Gave his first... That's what I'm saying, you know what I mean? But... It's not going to be remembered by anybody outside of Gay Clay's circle. It's just not going to happen. It's Kid Rock. It's the guy, you know, who? What? But you're talking about Skinner, song that Kid Rock stole for that song. Kid Rock actually had to pay royalties for that. So calm down with the talk about I just, I can't impress upon you enough how phenomenal this is. What's the phone number, Jason Martin? 855-500-CLAY. That is 2529. I feel like we just need to not even do a show anymore and just let people leave voicemail messages.
Your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 